Section 29 of Biographical Memoir of John Wesley Powell, 1834 to 1902, by William Morris Davis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 29 Indian Linguistic Families. Assuredly, one of the most important inductive contributions of the Bureau of Ethnology to Science is the monograph on Indian Linguistic Families which, with the accompanying map of North America, exclusive of Mexico, was published in the 7th Annual Report of the Bureau of Ethnology, 1891. The idea of such a monograph, accompanied by a linguistic map, had been in Powell's mind for many years, but owing to the pressure of his manifold duties, its final planning and execution was entrusted to his associate, Mr. H. W. Henshaw, then in charge of the Bureau under him. Gallatin had published a North American linguistic map in 1836, but the Bureau map was based on a much larger body of material and followed Powell's own idea of lexic, not grammatic, classification. That is, linguistic relationship was determined for the Indian languages by similarities between single words, not by resemblances, in the construction of genders and tenses. This treatment was adopted because word roots were believed to be the most permanent elements of language, while grammatic structure is but a changing phase. Indian languages to the number of several hundred, thus analyzed and compared, were grouped in stocks or families, the members of each of which show fundamental lexic similarities believed to be inherited from a common ancestral speech, while the different stocks show no relationship whatever. During the long progress of this work, some languages were set apart which had at first been placed together, and others were brought together after having been at first separated. But in the end, no fewer than 58 stocks were distinguished, all fundamentally different, not as French is from German, but as French and German are from Arabic and Hebrew. For each stock includes a group of languages, and the languages of some stocks are as diverse as the Indo-European tongues. The areas occupied by the stocks and their primitive distribution are represented by colors on the map, and the results thus graphically shown are very striking. First to be noted is the rarity of intermixed or fragmentary color areas. Second is the extraordinary contrast between the great extent of the areas of the Algonquian and Athabascan stocks and the small-scale patchwork of the stocks in the coast ranges of California. While neither Powell nor his associates regarded the map as final, it was accepted as a sufficient base for several important inferences, among them that the aboriginal tribes had long been sedentary and not nomadic, as some ethnologists have supposed, for if nomadic, the linguistic areas should show more overlapping and intermingling than is actually the case. It is only in view of this conclusion that the small areas of the California stocks can be understood and even then it cannot be understood easily. 
for however sedentary the tribes of Northern California have been, it is indeed difficult to believe that they represent complete linguistic independence in closely contiguous areas of moderate relief, without resemblances by inheritance or by short-distance intermixture. Recent studies indeed suggest that a way out of this quandary may be found by grouping together certain stocks which Powell regarded as wholly independent. But whatever changes may be made in the original map, it was a great contribution to the science of American linguistics. End of section 29.